networking, referrals, strategies for success, and real-life stories from professionals who are building a business based on relationship marketing. Welcome to the CirrusNet Podcast. Here, you'll learn how to stay connected in the local business community and become that person others get to know, like, and trust, and refer to. And now, your host, CirrusNet founder, Steven Ziskowski. Hi, I'm Steve Zaskowski, and I'm the founder of CirrusNet. I'm really excited today to have Baron Lesperance with me. Uh, Baron, did I pronounce that correct, Baron? Yes, you did. Perfectly. Okay. Well, with a last name like Zaskowski, I'm always very concerned that I pronounce somebody's name correctly. Uh, Dale Carnegie always says the sweetest sounds to anybody's were anybody's ears is their own name pronounced correctly. So I'm glad we we're able to get yours done. Uh, the reason I've got Baron uh, on the show today. Uh, is because he's kind of a unique perspective uh, in CirrusNet. Uh, when when Baron and I were talking before today's show, I was letting him know that you know I have some CirrusNet members that have joined a CirrusNet team and they've only been on that one team. That's the one team they've been on. They've been in the same profession the whole time, same company. And then I have some people that have been on multiple CirrusNet teams, uh, sometimes with the same profession or business, sometimes in multiple businesses. And uh, Baron started his journey with Livonia CirrusNet. And uh, at the beginning of this year, of 2022, he transitioned to being a member of the Brighton Tuesday 8 o'clock group that I facilitate. So he was initially on the Livonia team with Kevin McGuire as a facilitator. And so I'm excited to talk with him today about being on a couple different things, about him and his business, but also learning about what it's like being on two different teams and kind of starting from scratch just a little bit. Uh, and maybe maybe some of his strategies for that. So first and foremost, Baron, would you mind sharing with our audience like who you are, what do you do in business, and we'll just start from there. Well, great, yeah, thanks, Steve. You know, happy to be here today. And yeah, so just to give a little background, uh, as I was talking, you know, telling you earlier, I started out as an engineer. I worked in the automotive industry for about six or seven years, and. That's where I first got exposed to uh, patents and uh, I worked at a supplier and met a patent attorney there where we had developed some equipment technology that was protected and that got me thinking it might be an interesting career path, even though I you know, still enjoyed engineering. Uh, then I started going to law school while I was uh, still working as an engineer. And when I first uh, finished law school, I ended up clerking uh, at a local firm, uh, studying for the bar and, and waiting for anxiously waiting for those results. And that's where I first got exposed to probate work. And apart from, you know, just having some uh, family experience with it, I think as we all do at, at some time and at some level, but when you're younger, it's not something you, know, you focus on as much. Uh, and then I, you know, I really started to feel that intellectual property was something I wanted to pursue as a, as a focus. And uh, I took the patent bar exam, a registration exam at the USPTO. And um, then I ended up moving to uh, Washington, D.C. and working in a, an IP firm that was had an office there. And I enjoyed that. Um, 
worked on a lot of different technologies and met a lot of interesting people. And uh, later on, I uh, moved back to Michigan to work in-house in a corporate uh, position. I worked at Amway in Grand Rapids. Really? And what year did you move back to Michigan? Uh, that was around 2007, the summer of 2007. Okay. And uh, uh, so I worked there for a while and, uh, you know, really enjoyed it. I think being in the corporate side, you get to see uh, how a whole, whole portfolio of intellectual property and you get a different perspective because you're working for one client instead of multiple clients. And you know, over time, you can you can see what the effect of intellectual property and other other legal elements really how they work to help the company achieve what it wants to do and whether it's selling or acquiring and, businesses. And you, you said you said Amway, correct? Yes, that's the reason, right. The reason I inquire about that is uh, one of the members of my Ann Arbor teams, uh, he's, a, he's a health and nutrition uh, person, mm -hmm. and he's, his products uh, come from Amway. And uh -huh. the reason he picks Amway is because all of their products are certified by the NSF to verify that everything that they claim and state is in the products is actually in the products. And you were actually working with Amway to protect those sorts of products? Uh, yeah, probably not so much on the nutritional side. You know, okay. believe it or not, I was working a lot on um, wireless charging technology. Okay. <laughs> oh, uh, so uh, being an electrical mechanical engineer, uh, that was something that I focused a lot on. They had developed a, um, a water treatment system that used uh, a UV bulb and they had some problems with warranty costs because of connector corrosion and issues along that line. So they got the idea of eliminating that by using wireless power transfer. And uh, then the company decided to let the, uh, the engineers you know, explore that technology. And uh, they filed a lot of uh, patents and uh, on that technology, they became part of this uh, Qi consortium which set some standards for wireless charging. You might see a lot of uh, a lot of the automotive ones, for example, in cars now have that symbol, so that they're it's an intelligent wireless charging uh, system. And uh, because what could happen if you didn't have that, if you just put, let's say, your keys or coins or something metal on a charging pad, it would warm up those items. Mm. <laughs> it would try to transfer electricity because of the conductivity of the keys and coins and so forth. Um, so something that would not be desirable. Right. Uh, so, so there's a system that in a, basically sends a ping, a little signal out. And once it you know detects that something's there, it gets a ping back, kind of like RFID, you know, a similar concept. And once it realizes, okay, something here is here, it's safe to charge. And then it, it begins you know, transferring electricity, but, you know, coins or other, say, you know, a pen, something uh, aren't going, they're not going to do that. So it would not activate. Okay. So you're back in Michigan in 2008, you're working for Amway corporate. And at some point you made a transition to being an entrepreneur. And uh, tell me about that because that's a different ball game completely than being in the, in the 10th floor somewhere. Or 20th floor somewhere for the corporation, right? Now you're now you're working with people one on one. Um, so tell me about that transition. Right, right. Well, I you know I decided um, you know that I wanted to go back into private practice, and uh, I went back to school actually and got a master's in electrical engineering uh, from Lawrence Tech, uh, which was my undergrad school in Southfield. 
And, uh, you know, I really, it was a situation where I really wanted to have an opportunity to, you know, work with different types of clients and, you know, have more uh, you know, freedom in order to, to do what I wanted to do. And uh, so I worked at a couple of different law firms and uh, in the area and then ended up working with uh, one of my former colleagues at the first firm I worked at. Mm. I worked at his firm for two or three years and he was based out of DC. and. And I enjoyed that, I think, but it was it was a limiting practice. In other words, I could only really work on intellectual property matters. And that was something that was a little, you know, a little frustrating because clients would have a business, you know, legal questions and contracts like we were talking about earlier. Um, and, you know, I had done other things in the past too that, you know, I kind of wanted to get back to. And I, I just think it was, it, it allowed me to have more of a diverse practice. And so that's why I made the move to the firm I'm with now called a Confidant Consult. And like we were talking about earlier, you know, one of the things that we focus on is really giving people that, you know, the consult part of that. You know, a lot of people have legal questions and they don't really, they have a hard time reaching out to a firm because a lot of firms will, you know, want a, a large outlay, a retainer, if you will, uh, in order to explore something. And they might want to, you know, really be aggressive in pursuing something. And you may just have a question that you don't know where you stand. And, you know, you want someone to objectively, you know, evaluate the facts, you know, look at the current law and say, you know, here are some options, you know, they might be maybe do nothing, you know, uh, you know, and, and most people are not used to having a lawyer saying, you know, we're not going to charge you anymore to work on this because we don't think that you should proceed. You know, most lawyers get that, uh, you know, want to keep going and going and going. And, um, you know, a lot of times that's not the best return on investment for you. And it, it doesn't give you, um, I think the true, you know, array of options. Another option might be to, to do something, maybe, you know, to send a letter, to respond in some way and, you know, maybe make some initial protections in case, you know, the other side on your legal question does something else. And uh, that's where we can step into those shoes and be, you know, kind of your intermediary in negotiating something without going to court, without really going to the, you know, the top level of the legal system uh, to resolve your issue. And again, like I say, a lot of people just have questions and we want to really help them avoid, you know, a bigger problem by, you know, talking it through, seeing where you stand and, you know, asking some hard questions too. I think, uh, you know, that's something that uh, we, we like to mention to clients. It's like, do you mind? You know, we're, we're going to ask maybe some questions you might not be comfortable with. We don't want to sound rude, but, you know, we're looking critically at your situation. And so we have to, you know, find all of those issues. And uh, sometimes people have a tendency to maybe gloss over some things that aren't in their best, uh, you know, paint them in the best light, but they're all the facts and we need to know all of them. Absolutely. Let's, uh, you know, I, I love the breadth of what you got. Your experience is very rich and deep. I also love the fact that, you know, you're you're just looking to help people where they're at. You're not trying to turn everybody into this gigantic profit center. You're trying to build relationships with people. And really, you know, when you're dealing with people at the local level, entrepreneurially, you know, at the local level, people really warm up to that. And they're more apt to want to share you if you know that your number one goal is to, if you're going to work with a client, that you, you feel good about the outcome and what you can do for them. And that you're not just, you know, you're not stringing them along. 
or uh, overcharging because you know at the at the end of the day uh, you know we all have to feel good about what we do for people and I mm -hmm. think that's the the angle that you're coming from uh, from there let's talk about um, a, a transition so you you just went through a kind of I feel like a big transition and I just think it's a unique perspective that perhaps you could share with our, our listening audience and that's what is it like uh, going from one CirrusNet team where you, you knew the facilitator well, you had networked with the facilitator well before, you, you're growing a group out in Livonia, you know, group is growing, things are feeling good, and then you change law firms. You also say to yourself, well, maybe I should also be doing my networking closer to home because you live in Livingston County, but uh, the you know Livonia is Wayne County. So now you, you have an opportunity to create relationships with people here in Livingston County that you might actually see from time to time when you do grocery shopping or go to an event, you're gonna start recognizing and bumping into some people. What was the transition like? What was what was the number one thing that maybe you were concerned about with the transition? Like, was there any anxiety about making a switch onto a different team? Yeah, no, that's a good question. You know, I think, uh, you know, part of it was, yeah, right. You know, I didn't really know anyone other you know, than you, of course, the facilitator of this particular group uh, going into it. So I would be in a new meeting with, you know, all new faces and, uh, you know, a group that is, you know, equally vibrant and active. But, but some people, there's a few people that are new, but a lot of people have known each other for quite some time. So you have that mix and everyone's been really welcoming and, you know, very, um, you know, curious and reaching out to me, you know, I, it's all there, you know, I'm trying, I'm almost sending them an email and they send me one to, you know, have a one-on-one -on -one and, uh, you know, that's a really nice feeling. Um, you know, I certainly enjoyed being in the Livonia group and, and working with Kevin and, you know, I'm still maintaining, you know, those relationships as well. Um, but I think it was, like you said, it kind of, it made sense because again, you know, closer to home and, um, you know, these are people again, like, right, that I'm going to see in the community more. Um, and, uh, it just, it, it seemed like a good thing to do, especially changing to a broader practice too. I think that was another, uh, another motivating factor and, um, you know, and doing, you know, this podcast now, as opposed to, you know, maybe six months ago, I think was, uh, you know, a lot better uh, plan to do that. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Well, I appreciate all of that feedback. Um, and I, and I'm really glad to have you on the, the Brighton Tuesday, eight o'clock group. Um, I, one of the things that I've also appreciated about you too, Baron, is that, you know, you like to take advantage of going to some of the in-person stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. as well too. I uh, saw you at the Referral Topia Afterglow last year and you've, you've registered for that one again this year. Um, so I, I just think that for, for you, um, you've got a great personality, you've got a lot to offer people and I just think that now it's just a seasoning thing. It's just doing the same things over and over again, making those relationships, helping other people on the team get what they want so they can be remembering you. Um, but I'm, I'm excited to be with you on this journey uh, with your new business because as you mentioned before, you were strictly IP. Now right. you've been able, able to kind of open up how you can help people with really important things like avoiding probate, being sure that if you pass, you're not creating a nightmare for people behind you and that they you know feel, feel great that somebody planned. Uh, to avoid that kind of stuff, but then by the same token too, you you didn't just you didn't switch to estate planning exclusively. That's part of what you do. Um, obviously, that area that that you're also really passionate about is business. You like 
being sure that people think through what they're doing in business, protecting uh, the business assets, if there's intellectual assets to protect, but also with the contracts. Um, so do you, uh, so like an initial consult with you, if somebody wanted to meet with you then initially, um, you would take a first appointment with a person just to get a sense of who they are. What's that first appointment like? Oh um, yeah, right. I mean, it's, you know, very casual, you know, it's more of, you know, like you say, just getting to know their business, some of their goals, you know, some of the plans that they've had, you know, where, you know, learning more about where they are and, you know, how they got to that point. And, you know, just seeing if, you know, everything is, uh, you know, all the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted and, and so forth. And, uh, you know, asking about what, you know, what's the ultimate goal for their business? You know, are they, are they looking to, to grow, you know, of course, I would think, uh, in preserving some of their goodwill and a lot of that can involve, like we were talking about, you know, the name of their company and maybe some of the products and services. And, you know, also all too often, you know, it's not like, you know, business used to be a lot of hard equipment and machinery and things that mm -hmm. were your assets. It's the ideas and it's the name and and all of those things. And that's the, the, the you know, intellectual property as opposed to, uh, you know, more tangible property. Uh, and if you're looking to sell your business uh, or bring on investors too, that could be something that you want to tell them and be able to uh, you know, confidently say that it's all in order and protected. Um, and to, because that's a lot of what someone that is investing in. If someone else can copy what you're doing and, and confuse customers and lure them away, then, uh, you know, that's not something that maybe someone's willing to invest in. They might, they might actually go with the other side. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a great point. Well, Baron, I really appreciate the time um, that you've uh, given me today to discuss your, your journey, not just as a, a SiriusNet member, but also as an attorney, you know, how that whole thing came together. I feel like I know you a heck of a lot better. And I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of you uh, at SiriusNet this year. We appreciate having you on Staying Connected. Thanks so much, Baron. Yes, thank you, Stephen. I really appreciate the opportunity. And yes, looking forward to continuing to work with you and, and looking forward to Referral Topia this year. Oh, baby, tell you all the places we